So whatever time of day you potentially hear this, that's the day that you start and that's the day that you win. So you win that day and then you do something tomorrow to win that day and then you win the next day. And eventually, after you string up a few days, you're, then it's gonna be a week, right? And then you have won that week and then you're gonna roll into the next week. You're gonna start waking up and you're gonna start feeling better and better about these situations and all of these negative things that have been weighing you down, bringing you down, you know, and, and um, weighing on you mentally. If you start winning like that and you start building positive momentum, no matter what situation you, you're, you are in at that moment, it will get better. Welcome to the Shaw Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Shaw. I hope all of you are doing well. Today, we've got a little different format for the show. You may have heard me mention before that you can submit questions to the podcast. So today, I have picked three different questions to answer on the podcast. If you do have questions and you want to submit those, you can email those in to askbrian at shawstrength.com. Also, you can comment under the YouTube video if you're watching on YouTube and we can pick questions from there. It's something that I would like to do more of because it's something you want directly answered, you want me to talk about. So today I've got three great questions and uh, definitely excited about that. Wanted to cover a couple housekeeping items that people are excited about. So if you have been following along, we have officially announced the dates for the Shaw Classic in 2024. So that will be August 16th through 18th. So if you wanna kind of pencil that in on your calendar, that is when it's coming, bringing back the Strongest Man on Earth competition. Very, very excited about that in 2024. And uh, there'll be a lot more details coming out about that. But if you're interested in tickets, as so many of you have been emailing in asking when are tickets going to be available, those will go on sale officially on November 3rd. Now, if you want early access to the tickets, we always give early access to our Shaw Elite Club members. That is just something we have done because the Shaw Elite Club is actually how we got the Shaw Classic off the ground. We've had a lot of loyal people there over the years, um, and their support is, is really and truly what got the Shaw Classic weekend started uh, back in 2020. So early access for Shaw Classic, or um, Shaw Elite Club members, I'm sorry. If you are interested in the Shaw Elite Club, or right now is the first time you're hearing about it and saying, what is that? You can go check it out at club.shawstrength.com. A lot of cool different uh, things that we do with the club there. Um, really, really great society of members uh, interacting, a lot of positivity. But, uh, you know, we do different giveaways. Uh, recently, actually last week, we just had our transformation uh, winner out. We, we brought him out to Colorado, all expense paid trip, uh, got to train with me in the gym, go out to eat, um, you know, get a bunch of free stuff. So we do that. You get discounts on the website, a lot of cool things. So if you were interested, make sure to check that out. You will get early access, uh, to the, uh, Shaw classic strongest man on earth tickets as well. So you can sign up for that. If you are interested, we will be changing the format of the open competition. This is something that myself and my team have been putting a lot of thought into. Uh, and I have said before, I'm not a big fan of online qualifiers. How we have done it in the past is 
We've had video submissions online. That is how we have decided who uh, the top 16 men and women will be going into the contest. But in watching those videos, uh, I haven't been pleased with a lot of the submissions and you're very limited uh, online with what you can do. So what our plan is, is to open it up to a bigger number of competitors and include a lightweight class for men and women as well. So I'm sure a lot of the lightweights are gonna be really excited about that because we have got questions about when we're gonna to try to expand. And I said, we need to take this in steps. So that'll be the next step that we're trying to take. So we'll have a uh, lightweight category for both men and women along with a heavyweight category for both men and women. The qualification day will be on the Friday. And then based on that qualification day, then we will cut the field down and only the top competitors will move on to Saturday and Sunday. I feel like it's a, a much fairer way to do this and it will open up uh, the competition to more competitors. So we'll come with more details on that, but you know, a lot of people have been asking about when they're gonna be able to qualify, when the online qualifier is gonna start and uh, we're gonna do away with the online qualifier and have everybody come and actually compete in person on the same equipment, make it fair across the board uh, so everybody gets to do it that way. So hopefully you are excited about that. We've been putting a lot of thought into it and, and um, we still have a lot of thought still to put in, uh, but we're excited about making that change and uh, bringing that to the Shaw Classic as an opportunity uh, for everybody. So there will be tickets for that portion. Those tickets will be separate. Uh, as they have been in the past, and those will be available when we release tickets. So a lot of good stuff uh, going on, a lot of planning on the back end. Um, really, really excited uh, to show you guys all the hard work and what we've got going on behind the scenes there. But without further ado, let's jump into uh, our questions for today. So these these are great and um, really appreciate everybody that that has submitted questions and please submit more uh, because I would love to do more of this. So this is from Liam. He says, hello, Brian, I really hope you're well fella and enjoying your recent retirement with your wonderful family. Definitely appreciate that. I'm from the UK. I work full time, but I've always had a natural strength element about me. I'm 25, but never trained. I've been told I'd be handy at strongman, but don't have much around me gym wise to support training for the events. How would you suggest to get started? Kind regards and huge appreciation for the inspiration you bring and you are more than welcome. So a lot of people don't realize this about me, but when I started in the sport, I did not have access uh, or easy access at all to the actual implements to train for the events. Of course, I had a normal gym that I could go to, but finding access uh, to the actual implements, it was a very long drive. And even with that very long drive, the access to those implements was very limited. So the way that I started is I actually started by having a guy that I met weld scrap metal together to make my first implements. Very primitive, Certainly not the best, not not perfect, but it allowed me to train, it allowed me to open that door for a very cheap price because I had no money to really invest into the actual implements and uh, you know I, I couldn't go out and spend it, right? I didn't have it, so I couldn't spend it, so I needed to make something work. And what I would say is, if there's a will, there's a way. You can find a way. So, you know, if, if you need to 
seek somebody out that might be able to do something like that. Or if you need to put work in to save up so that you can potentially get some of the implements, um, that's going to be the best way to go. And, and, um, you know, as far as, you know, where, where to get started, uh, with it, I personally would pick events that you see more frequently. So a good one would be a super yoke, having a super yoke, you're going to build overall uh, body strength. That's a rare, really good implement to get. Farmers is another one should be pretty easy, pretty inexpensive or simple to build. Those are two that I, I did right away for myself. And then the next one probably from there is going to be a log press. Uh, log you may have to invest in. I, I had to save up and buy a log because uh, that was a little bit harder to actually build. Um, and then from there, I would say sandbags. Sandbags are something that you could get. Very functional. You can do a lot of different things uh, with them to build up strength and it'll transfer over very well to the sport of strongman. So again, even though you don't have easy access, you can create access. And, and even with those uh, items I just, just mentioned there, you don't have to have a ton of room. And you could throw them in you know, uh, a corner of the garage, you have them so they can break down, uh, take apart, and then just pull them out and do it on the street or, or wherever you can. And that's exactly how I got started. And um, I built it all from there. So hopefully that helps. But uh, if you're interested, I would say jump in, make it happen, then who knows, maybe you can find some people around you that are interested to come train. And maybe they would would even jump in and invest in some of the equipment with you. Um, you can only you know, maybe start your, your training crew, uh, to build up because it's, it's definitely more fun to train, uh, especially the, uh, strongman events with, uh, other people. So definitely appreciate that Liam. So next question is from Garus and hopefully I'm, I'm pronouncing that correctly. Brian, I wanted to start off and say, I absolutely love the work you do in your strongman competitions, podcasts, and other ventures. Well, I, I'll never reach nearly the level you are. You are the reason I got into powerlifting and strongman training in my late 30s. You and your family are an inspiration to so many people. Definitely appreciate the kind words. Thank you for that. I know this is probably a newbie question, but something I've wondered for a while. Prior to a new max powerlifting attempt, I've noticed my excitement gets to me and my heart rate is usually at 150 plus uh, beats per minute or so. It doesn't stop me from successfully completing the lift, but I tend to see powerlifters and strongmen appear so calm before a huge lift. From your experience, are you nervous, excited, amped, etc., or something else? If so, how do you manage it prior to the lift? Uh, thank you, um, Tim. So maybe it wasn't Garus, actually Tim. So either way, Garus or Tim, uh, very good question. So as you get into training, this is something that everybody has to refine for themselves. There's, you know, different ways to approach big lifts. Some people are more internal, meaning they're more focused, they're more quiet, they're more dialed in on, on what they have to do, and everything is very internal. You don't see much going on external. You don't see a lot of excitement. You don't see a lot of hype. And then, you know, vice versa, there are lifters that are extremely loud, extremely, um, you know, showboaty in a way, and maybe that's not the right word, but you know, they're they're maybe banging their head into everything. They're getting slapped really hard on the back, you know, before these big lifts, and and um, you know, 
I'm just using those as examples for you because your heart rate climbing is not necessarily a bad thing. You're going to have a natural adrenaline release going into any type of big lift. If it means something to you and it is important to you, you're going to have that happen. That's naturally going to happen. So it's controlling what is going on and making it work for you so that you can be successful. So what I would say is, is early on in, in my lifting, this is something that I very much had to refine and had to figure out how to get into the right mindset, into the right zone uh, for myself. So I would say that I was probably somewhere in between. Um, you, you need to, to have a switch. You have to have a switch that you can turn on and turn off. And, you know, to be successful with, with any big lift, that is something that you have to learn how to do. So you can't be on completely. For example, in your warmups, you can't empty the tank in all of your warmups. And then when you get to the top weight, you're already empty at that point. So you're building up, you're thinking about the lift. So a lot of it happens mentally and you're rehearsing what's going, going to happen, but you have that visualization component happening. So going into to a big, big lift for myself in, in a competition, let's just say I had a max deadlift that I was, I was going to do. I would visualize that lift again and again and again, leading up to the contest. And I would get so detailed with the visualization that I could put myself in that setting. I knew exactly how it was going to feel, how it was going to spell, smell, how the lights were going to be, um, everything to the last detail so that when I was there, I had already rehearsed it again and again and again. And I saw myself being successful with the lift. So that was a lot of the mental preparation. And then when I got there, I just fell back on that. And so I did everything the exact same way. So going into the deadlift, I strapped up the same way. I set my feet the same way. Everything happened in the same um, cadence. So, you know, step one, step two, step three. So whether I was in front of thousands of people or I was in the gym by myself, I would always do it the same way. And then through that visualization and seeing myself being successful, then I would just go apply it. So yes, the training built confidence, but also the visualization built confidence. And then as I was amping up, I would amp up differently. Like I said, in my warmups, uh, dialing everything in and then open up the tank when I needed to for the bigger lifts. So that's how I did. But what I would say is throughout my career, this is something that I, I, I constantly refined. I constantly got better at. And it was something that, that I, I had to work on. I had to work on. It didn't just come uh, to me. And I, I had to learn the lessons as I was getting into the sport. So yes, okay, maybe it is a newbie question, but it's something very important to address uh, as a lifter, especially as you start competing and getting into situations where you're, you're going after a new personal best for you. All right, third question here is uh, from Luke. And Luke says uh, he's from Michigan. I love working out and playing hockey. Recently, my parents got divorced and one of my best friends, my sister is 200 miles away going to college um, at the University of Michigan. My hockey team got a new coach who only plays the freshmen and sophomores he brought with him. I didn't really get to play last year, which hurt a lot because I got decent playing time the year before. My friends on that team had the same problems. To cut to the chase, hockey isn't fun for me anymore. 
when it used, I used to love it. The only times I have fun is when I get to lift weights and hang out with friends. I hate school and some days I just lay in my bed all day. Sometimes I feel like I'm not good at anything and I'm a failure. This makes me angry because I know I have what it takes to be great because I proved it to myself before. I don't know if you've ever struggled with a situation similar to mine, but I was wondering if you could give me any advice on how to get uh, through this mental obstacle. I heard your story about what happened in 2013 and recently with your leg infection. What did you do to stay disciplined and focus on your goals? I'm a huge fan of yours, Brian. I mean, the world, if you responded, I know you recently retired and strongman. I just want to say thank you for all the things you've done and taught over the years. Well, Luke, you are more than welcome, man. And I uh, have definitely been through a uh, similar situation to this. Actually, when I uh, first got to college, playing basketball in college, right? So you go through a recruiting process and, and you know, pick the school that you're going to go to, you get set up and, you know, you start going into the season. And, and uh, I obviously wanted to play as much as I possibly could. And I, I wanted to have as much playing time um, on the court. I wanted to start. I wanted to do all of these different things. And at times, I did not get to do that. And so, you know, I felt like, I didn't fit the system that my coach had laid out very well, mainly because I, I was big and strong and I wanted to play very physical. And, you know, at times he wanted to play a little bit different type of basketball that I didn't fit into very well. So I remember having a lot of down moments uh, for myself. I actually, you know, kind of kept a journal and it's something that I would do and, and, you know, write down how I was feeling, what I was going through, what I was experiencing and what I would say to you, you know, with the new coach coming in, it's a, it's a difficult situation, but the way that I would attack that if I was you is I would say, look, I'm going to take this as a challenge. And this coach, if you're still on the team, you're still practicing, you're still putting in work. And if you get good enough to be undeniable, you will get playing time. And that coach the coach will respect the fact that you're fighting for that playing time and you will earn it, right? So any coach out there, you know, they're, they're going to notice more than you probably realize how much work you're putting in on the side, how much you're, you're doing individual uh, training outside of your team practices, how much work you're potentially putting in in the work in the weight room on your conditioning, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I remember even, you know, for me, I, I wanted to put in more work because I wanted to earn the playing time. And I, I eventually was able to do that more and more and more. Right. And then there was games where I started starting uh, the game and playing more and, and um, then playing better, playing with more confidence. And a lot of that came through that work. So, you know, the life situation, um, obviously, I have not uh, experienced my parents getting divorced. That's a that's a whole another level and it's tough man but what you have to understand with that is it's not your fault it's not your fault that that didn't work out and and um you know hopefully you're not carrying any type of a burden feeling like you're responsible for that but that's a life situation that you have to deal with and you have to deal with head on and you know be in a way from your sister 
and, and in the different situation, now you're not playing. All of these things are taking you to a negative spot. So you, you said something in your, in your question uh, that is very, very important. And you said in here, uh, this makes me angry because I know I have what it takes to be great because I proved it to myself before. So that that's important. And it's important that you said that in, in your question because that is exactly where you need to go. And with all of these negative things happening, what you are in right now is more of a negative spiral down. So as you build positive momentum and, and build yourself back up, you need to think about positive things. So you mentioned situations that I have been in um, you know, in my life where I faced adversity, I faced challenges, I was down. Yes, I stayed positive. Was it easy? No, it was not easy. And I'm not going to say, um, you know, that it was easy every single day when you're laying in a hospital bed and you don't know what the outcome of something's going to be. It's tough. It's tough to be positive. And that's just me being real with you. Uh, and, and in this situation, you know, as these things are happening, it's not going to be 100% easy for you to wake up and smile and be happy and move forward. But if you focus on yourself and you focus on personal excellence for yourself, so you're in, you're putting the work in, um, you know, and, and hockey may have not been fun because you're in this negative spiral, but if you put more work into it and you get back to where you're playing more, you know, and, and, and your level is going up, it may become fun, right? So the fun may have been taken out because you're in the, in this negative spiral. And as you put that work back into it and you open the door back up for yourself, potentially the fun might be there, but either way, you're not going to regret putting in that hard work and getting better just for you, for nobody else, but for you. So that level that you bring yourself to is always going to help you win in life, whether it's getting back, you know, in, in the game with hockey, being able to play more, or it's you moving forward into anything else you're going to do. If you focus on yourself and find something positive each day, it could be, you know, the fact that the sun is shining. It could be, you know, the fact that, um, you know, I don't know, you you put on your shirt and you feel good about the way your shirt fits that day, or, you know, you've got something to look forward to that day. All of these things are positive and then you build on them. But what you need to do is today, and hopefully you hear this, today is the day that you're going to start, right? So whatever time of day you potentially hear this, that's the day that you start and that's the day that you win. So you win that day and then you do something tomorrow to win that day and then you win the next day. And eventually, after you string up a few days, you're, then it's going to be a week, right? And then you have one that week, and then you're going to roll into the next week. You're going to start waking up, and you're going to start feeling better and better about these situations and all of these negative things that have been weighing you down, bringing you down, you know, and, and um, weighing on you mentally. If you start winning like that and you start building positive momentum, no matter what situation you, you're, you are in at that moment, it will get better. So stay positive. And start today, start exactly right when you hear this and don't wait for tomorrow, don't wait for next week, don't wait for next month, don't wait for next year, which so many people out there do, they put it off, just start today, start building that positive momentum man and attacking these things and you know, all of these situations will get better. 
they 100% will get better, but you also need to believe that and you need to find that ability that you mentioned in your question, the ability to be great and to tackle all of this head on. You have it in you, you need to find it and we all get kicked, we all get knocked down. It's how you get up and respond to all of these challenges that, that really and truly matter. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm behind you, man, and I, uh, I know you can do it. So keep that mentality, stay strong, get through it, and, um, and you will overcome all of it and uh, you know, create the future for yourself that you want. So definitely appreciate the questions uh, from all of you. And if you have more questions, like I said, email those in to askbrian at shawstrength.com or you can leave them uh, under the uh, YouTube video if you are watching this on YouTube. Definitely appreciate all the support. We'll keep all the updates coming and uh, keep pumping out content here uh, on the podcast. Uh, but appreciate all of you. Love all you. Hope you're doing well. And uh, go out and be great. We'll check you guys later.